Dust off that bottle of wine from the back of the cupboard. Push the boat out with some nibbles. Buckle up, strap yourselves in, and hold on to the seat of your knickers. Kath and Amy, they're a little bit wrong, but oh, so right. Welcome to episode 12 of The Extortionate Price of a Fish Pie. Before we kick off, I want you to imagine we are all together in a little cafe on the corner with the smell of freshly baked bread wafting in the air. We're all feeling cosy and warm and we're waiting for the most delicious afternoon tea to be served. I mean, I'm talking the full works. We've got those little finger sandwiches you can polish off in one mouthful, gorgeous cake and lots of it, and delicate bone china cups and saucers with tea properly brewed. Oh, you little monkey. Talking about tea properly brewed reminds me of my mum, bless her. She used to always insist on real tea leaves because, in her words, you don't know what they've put in tea bags. As if it's like a conspiracy. (laughs) She'd warm the pot and then she'd throw that water away and then refill it with the tea leaves and the tea strain would be on your cup ready while the tea was brewing under a lush tea cosy. If there was ever a crisis or a drama, the first thing that happened was the kettle went on i love that she did that thank you so much for your lovely company on episode 12 of our podcast the extortionate price of a fish pie in this podcast we celebrate the whoopsie daisies (laughs) i love that word so do i all the things we get wrong on a daily weekly monthly annually basis and the challenges we all face as we try our best to navigate this minefield that is life. It so is, I tell you what, how we survive by the skin of our teeth. Oh, I have no idea. So come on, how's your week been, love? I've been doing some decorating. This is not a good thing, you see, because you think about starting to decorate, you start decorating, you wish you'd never started, but I'm afraid we are at the point of no return now. Oh, babe, I'm so sorry. Paint is on walls, skirting boards are stripped, and I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Paint is on you as well. Paint is all over me, in my hair, down my top. So obviously I've been to the dump lots and lots of times we took as many things as we could to the charity shops and recycled but the dump bit is a fun bit isn't it yeah it is very satisfying it's so satisfying i've been there so many times in the last couple of weeks that now the people that work there recognize me i think we're almost on first name terms they're gonna think you've got a crush on one of them and that's why you keep turning up i bet they're in their little cabin going she's here again i bet you it must run in the family though loving the dump Why? My daughter, when she was younger, for her ninth birthday, I said to her, what would you like to do? We can do anything you like. I mean, you know. Yeah, within reason. Within reason. And she said, Mum, all I want to do is go to the dump. I can I mean, set your sights high, girl. Set your <laughs> sights high. I mean, to be fair, once you've done that, anything you do for her birthday after that is just going to be brilliant because, you know, she'd set her barrel quite low with that one, hadn't she? <laughs> we saved up lots and lots of things that could go to the dump, things that made nice noises to crash, things that were really satisfying. You know, when you've got those great big things and you have to heave them over. Yeah. I tell you what, it's so cathartic. I would have just sat in the car and watched her little face as she threw things away. Yeah. It's my birthday and mum's brought me to the dump. 
So how's your week been, Kath? I've got a slight issue. You know how I love a binge watch? You are constantly binging. I mean, if it's not Desperate Housewives, it's Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. You binge watched your heart's content. So what's it been recently? So I have just finished binge watching the last season of The Crown. Now, nothing wrong with that. But my issue is when I get immersed in a programme, I start speaking like them. I'm starting to speak in my mind like the Queen and also like Princess Margaret. I watched a documentary on Princess Margaret not long ago and she opened a block of flats and she said they were a splendid block of flats but she didn't say it like that. She said they were a splendid block of flats. (laughs) So now I just keep wandering around saying what a splendid block of flats. I can't help it. A couple of weeks ago, I shared that when I'm watching something like Strictly or Bake Off, I want to give it a go. But I can't say I've wanted to talk like the people. So this is taking it to a whole new level. Try saying a splendid block flit. I can't. And I refuse. (laughs) But you do it very well. It's so satisfying. My family just look at me as if that is it. She's not coming back from this one. (laughs) talking about not coming back from something it's time for a confession and I am dreading this because quite often I force Kath to do it but this week I've got to give it a go I am so glad about this because it is becoming something that is a fear inside of me that builds and builds through the week and she always puts me on the chopping block well this week girlfriend it's your turn we get all sorts of messages from people who love to hear what we've been up to and it makes them feel better about themselves I think absolutely and that's what we're here So basically, for any of you lovelies who haven't listened before, each week we love to bring you a stuff up that either Amy or myself have made. And this week, Amy, she's got this little look on her face like Bambi, like caught in the headlights. It's quite cute, really, in a way. Without further ado, when we're going to have a confession, we need a fanfare because what's life without a fanfare, babe? I think you need it when you start speaking like the Queen. Splendid. I think you definitely need a fanfare for every single visit to the dump. Fanfare, maestro, please. Okay, so strap yourselves in. We're ready. I bought a lovely stash of chocolate for Christmas prezzies for various people. I mean, there was all sorts. We had your fruit and nuts. Oh, We had your chocolate orange, your whipped cream, you name it, I had it. The issue is, obviously we had lockdown number two a good few weeks ago. Yes. And I was in the house, of course. Here we go. The chocolate was calling me. I understand that, but you have to resist. Resistance was futile. I mean, I tried to resist for mm, about five minutes. Well done. But quickly gave in and I systematically began working through it. Checked my stash the other day. It's almost all gone. You need to have a word of yourself. And also what you need to do is to send David, your lovely husband, to buy said chocolates and then hide them from you because you are ridiculous. That's a great idea, but I have been counterbalancing it with squats because I've continued with my squats and I'm still doing my sea swimming. So I think, you know, it balances out, doesn't it? I'm still doing my sea swimming and my squats. (laughs) My name's Amy and I'm super fit. (laughs) Now, every week, we aim to bring you our 
favourite news story from around the world. Something that's made us smile. We love a good news story, don't we? Something that warms the cockles. Here is our favourite news story for this week. Not many of us in 2020 have been able to go abroad, have we, Kath? No. Sad times. Sad times. Well, don't worry, because we can bring that aeroplane experience to the comfort of our own homes. Tell me more, girlfriend. Have you ever travelled first class? No, I've travelled business class once. (gasps) How did you manage that? I've never travelled first or business class. Well, when my mum was alive, we went over to Australia to see her family and she knew someone who worked for the airline. Because she was poorly, they got us upgraded. It's always about who you know, isn't it? Isn't it just? We can all recreate the British Airways first class experience at home or in our case, create it. (gasps) Not many people have had the privilege of travelling first class. So this is our chance. This is our moment. Amid their huge losses, British Airways are selling items from their first class cabins. I mean, you've got crockery, hot towels, champagne flutes. You can even get a bread basket if you fancy it. No way. Or a pair of slippers. What? Yeah. I want some British Airways crockery. (laughs) I didn't know about this. I didn't realise you could get all this stuff. I saw briefly the story. I didn't know the ins and outs. You could have it as your best crockery that you get out just for special occasions when posh people come over. Oh, mate. I feel like life is beginning. I mean, they're rather pricey. A bread basket. How much do you reckon? Fiver. You're looking at £42 for a bread basket. I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Then you could buy, if you want, a top-loading waste disposal trolley. That's £150. (gasps) See, that's the one where they walk up and down the trolley and go, have you got any rubbish? Oh, no, sorry, it would be first class. Have you got any rubbish? (laughs) There she goes again. (laughs) Or the four-shelf oven rack is £50. Well, that's a bargain. So you could kick yourself out. In fact, I'm thinking if you wanted to play a little game, you could set up in your front room chairs either side. And then if you had your little trolley, you could get a costume. See where I'm going with this? Listen to me. Don't go any further, Amy, because you and David can get up to whatever you want to in your own home. But please don't divulge it to the nation. Very funny. No, I mean, I don't fancy doing it, but other people might want Mm. to recreate that first class experience. Well, (laughs) I'm not saying anything else. (laughs) Kath and Amy, they're a little bit wrong, but oh, so right. Serious question for you, Kath. Oh, I'm not very good at serious. Have you got your decks up yet? No, I am waiting to be able to go and get a real tree because I have a hankering for one this year. Oh, do you now? Yes, I do. Before, you've had these spiral trees, haven't you, that you bought? I've still got them. One goes upstairs and one goes out in the hallway. I love them. But this year you want to go for a real tree? I'm going full out. A couple of years ago, I had a real tree and I bought it from a chap at the side of the road I mean it sounds dodgy it's not he's there every year and I didn't realize the size of it when I bought it and then I got it home I only just managed to get it into my front room and then whoever was sitting in the armchair had to basically part the branches like they were David Attenborough to see the television (laughs) (laughs) it was genius and she was called Sonia this year my tree I've decided is going to be called Bernard so you give your Christmas tree a name and I tell them all my secrets wow very good listeners Christmas trees very good listeners there are 
are a couple of places in Cornwall who are offering a renter Christmas tree service where they bring it over, it's all potted, it's all ready to go, and then they take it back and replant it afterwards. That's a good idea. It's a genius idea. I didn't know that. It's too late for me now. I'm going to go somewhere else. <laughs> I can't be doing with looking up that now. You're going to go to the side of the road. I am. If he turns up, he better. So when you're decorating said tree with the children, boobles on, because it has to be boobles. That is when Christmas begins in my house. The boobles CD goes on, decorating commences, Christmas is here. Do you find that the children height related tend to decorate the lower branches quite elaborately and then the higher branches get missed out? And the back of the tree as well. It drives me insane. So how is that for your OCD, Kath? Terrible. I have to wait for them to go to bed and then I correct. Don't tell me you undo all their beautiful decorating. Yes, I do. (laughs) Yes, I do. And this is also a family tradition. My mother used to do this also. She'd wait for us to go to bed. The entire tree would be stripped and redone. And would you notice? No, I was a kid. I just thought what a good job I'd done. So you're going to completely redecorate your Christmas tree? Amy, I'm probably going to have to. Mine get halfway through and just kind of fade away and wander off. And then I don't see them again. (laughs) So I end up doing it all myself anyway. So correcting their mistakes as I go along. Fair enough. It's got to be right, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's got to be right. You've got to look at it for weeks and weeks. It is that time in our podcast for the word for the week. We love this so much, don't we, Kath? We do. And I always feel like we're doing our bit for resurrecting old English words because they are the best. They're so much better than the words that we use now. Some of them I use all the time now. I know, like Bumbershoot, you use that instead of umbrella. That's my favourite. It's just brilliant to say. And Dumbledore, I always say Dumbledore instead of B now. So this is a challenge that we like to bring every single week. We give you a word and we want you to slip it seamlessly into conversation. Doesn't matter who it's with. You might be chatting to the postman, whoever it is, doesn't matter. Slip this word seamlessly into conversation and then give yourself an internal high five. And then just move on with your life, which you never do. You drive me insane with this. This word, I mean, this is you. Well, let's give you a drum roll first before you reveal... Now, this word is stiff rump, which is what I think you have had ever since doing your squats. If you listen to episode 10 of our podcast, you will know that I set myself a challenge to do 4,000 squats over a month. I think my bottom's looking quite good after that. Yes, okay. Keep telling yourself that. But (laughs) stiff rump, even though it is you, actually means obstinate and haughty and you refuse to budge no matter what. That's not you. You're not like that. You've just got a stiff rump. I think that's a backhanded compliment. There's not any more coming, so just enjoy that one. (laughs) That's quite a good word. I reckon I can slip that in. Well, you should be able to because in your everyday life after your ridiculous amount of squats you can just go oh my stiff rump if you manage to slip said word into conversation we will salute you absolutely we love a salute after talking about stiff rumps leads me seamlessly into something i need to tell you i have had a brainwave right okay don't look like that you are gonna thank me now i was sitting reading a book actually and suddenly i had this light bulb moment go off in my head why do we only have a toilet roll dispenser in the bathroom you can have them in every room of your house if you want to there's no law that says you can't you can have toilet roll everywhere that you need 
need it. For example, you could be sat in the kitchen and sneeze. You don't have to go and get toilet roll from the toilet. You just wipe your nose there and then from the dispenser in your kitchen. Why would you want toilet roll dispensers everywhere? I don't think that would look very nice. It is handy. You can disguise them as something else, but I think I'm onto something. I'm thinking Dragon's Den, here I come. But it's not really a new invention, is it? You're just suggesting to place it in different rooms in your house. Yes, but you can incorporate it some way. I haven't thought it through completely. Don't do me down. It's a work in progress, but the future... I feel toilet roll dispensers in every room. Imagine you go up to bed, you're eating a packet of crisps that are quite messy because you've had an early night or perhaps you've taken a pizza up with you and you want to wipe your hands. You don't have to get up and go to the bathroom now. Toilet roll dispenser by the side of your bed. This is a little insight into your world, isn't it? Yes, it is. Welcome (laughs) aboard, everybody. Talking about insights into your world, this is one of my favourite parts of our podcast and we must ensure we squeeze this in. It's a survival guide tip. We bring you one on every single week. Well, Kath does because she's the genius. Thank you. That's okay. So Kath, what is the survival guide tip of this week? Have you got a real Christmas tree this year? You know, we were talking earlier on about having a real tree. Mine is called Bernard, yet to join us. If you do, this, I'll tell you what, is the best tip for you. And I noticed from like the middle to the end of November, people were starting to put decorations up and fair play. We've needed cheer. I have loved this actually, because seeing everyone's lights on so much earlier this year has been so needed, hasn't it? A hundred percent. And it does lift your spirit. It actually does lift your spirits. It does. So thank you to everyone who is far more organised than Kath. Now there is a way, Ames, to keep your tree fresher and living longer. Apart from obviously checking the water level to make sure there's two inches of water at the base of the tree. I didn't even know that. I didn't know that either. My trees have survived, but then I didn't have them early like other people have now. So listen up. Apparently, not only do you put the water in, you should water it with fizzy lemonade. What do you mean? The sugar and the citric acid work a treat. And some people think the lemon and lime flavouring acts as a preservative too. Yeah, you may well look at me like that. So you're saying that you just get a bottle of lemonade and water your tree every now and Apparently then? Apparently so. I'm not going to argue with science, Amy. I'm. This is me doing science. It's really worrying whenever you give science a go, I'm not going to lie. So once you're tanked up on your mulled wine or your mulled cider or even your eggnog don't forget to give your tree a little lemonade treat and on that note it is sadly time for us to say goodbye i'm not going (laughs) you're gonna have to i'm gonna switch you off Thank you for your company for our 12th episode of The Extortionate Price of a Fish Pie. Together, we celebrate life's mishaps, embrace all the challenges, big and small, and always laugh together as we work out how to navigate this thing called life. So, until next time, say goodbye, Amy. Toodle pip. Say goodbye, Kath. Cheers and gone.